Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for January 27, 2023. I'm teaching a series. I'm starting the year with the miracles of Jesus. We've been looking at the miracles of Jesus, and we're going through the miracles, miracle by miracle by miracle, and we're learning some things. We'll be, our faith is being reignited and just like set on fire this January so that we can open up our hearts to everything that God wants to do in this season. Listen, we're looking at, the, this is part 17 of the series already. Uh, I'm going to look at today, Jesus casting a legion of demons out of a man, and we're going to learn what that has to do with you on this Friday morning. Get ready to receive. All right, so we're going to look at uh, this this story here where we've been looking at the storm. Remember where Jesus spoke to the storm? But we're going to learn why Jesus actually went to the other side. And the title of today's message is God will go out of his way for you. I want you to put that in the chat. Say God will go out of his way for me. We serve a God that will take a detour just to bless you. I'm telling you, this is going to be so good. God will go out of his way for you. But first, let me look at Psalms 126 and verse four. Uh, the Bible says, this is a scripture that uh, was decreed over our church, and I'm going to keep sharing it with you. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. May streams of refreshing flow over us until every dry heart is drenched again. I declare that in this season, put in the chat, no dry places for me. There any area of my life that went dry, any area of my life that dried up, any area of my life where I lost a step along the way, maybe 2022 was difficult. Maybe, maybe you faced some challenges since the beginning of the pandemic in this season. God is going to restore us. Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. Even take us to another level. Every dry area in your heart will be drenched again. Say amen to that. All right. So let's get into the word uh, for this morning. Uh, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And um, now I've been reading the, the, the actual scriptures for you every morning. And I debated on this one because today I'm going to cover Mark chapter five, verses one through 20. But there's so many scriptures. I'm just going to summarize it for you. I'm going to tell you the story. I love the Bible, y'all. I'm, I'm telling you, I love watching TV and movies and all that, but the Bible has some good stuff. The, the, we, we need to come to the Bible with a level of excitement and motivation because the Bible is good. All right, so let me tell you the story. This is a good story, y'all. So remember that Jesus told the disciples, let's get into the boat. We're going to the other side. Why? Well, he was going over there to, to, to deliver a man that was possessed with a legion of demons. So he spoke to the storm. Remember the story from yesterday and the day before. He and the disciples, after the whole storm, after all of that stuff, he said, peace be still. And the people thought, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? They got to the other side. Say they got to the other side. So they got to the other side. They get there. This is now they're in the land of Gad of the Gadareans. And when they get to the other side, there's a man that comes out of the tombs. So where the boat landed, there was a cemetery right there. Can you see it? And so Jesus is getting out of the boat. The cemetery is right there. And there's a, there's a man. He comes out of the tombs, out of the cemetery, like, like something out of the movies. It was already evening. 
before Jesus even got into the boat. So it's evening time. The sun is already set. Jesus is getting out of the boat. There's a cemetery right there. A man walks out of the cemetery to meet him. And this man is demon possessed. And so this is just like something out of the movies. And he's coming out. This man is in his element. This man has been walking around in the tombs. This man is, is possessed with a legion of demons. He's been in the cemetery day and night. He cries out. He picks up rocks. He cuts himself. When the people from the town try to, let's capture this man, and they come and they bring chains, and they grab the man, and they, they fetter him with chains, and they lock up the chains, and boom, he breaks out of the chains. I mean, like, there's something out of the movies, right? He has this supernatural power. It's the power of darkness is just flowing through his veins. And he's breaking chains, and he's releasing stuff. He's crying out. He's cutting himself. He's in the cemetery. The town, they don't know. They don't even know what to do with this man. They don't. And then Jesus just comes out of nowhere, and then the man comes out of the cemetery, and the man runs down and falls down before Jesus and says, like, something out of the movies, what do you want with me, Jesus you son of the most high God, I beg you in God's name, don't punish me. And ooh, this is some good stuff. And the disciples are like, man, what's going on? And so no man could bound this man, right? So he, this man properly identified Jesus's natural name, Jesus, and his supernatural position. And so this came from revelation from Satan, from the kingdom of darkness. He called him Jesus and then he called him the son of the most high God. And he knew that he had power. The demons knew that Jesus had power over them. It was like, don't punish us. And Jesus looked past the man's erratic behavior. Jesus looked past the outward facade. Jesus looked past the awkward declaration. And Jesus saw a man who needed help. Come on, man. Jesus saw a man who need help. Behind all of that, behind all of the yelling and screaming and cursing and crying and, and all of these weird things and breaking chains, there was a man in there and that man needed help. And Jesus, remember, was with a crowd teaching. He left the crowd, got into a boat, went to the other side, endured a storm just to meet this one man. And so, so Jesus cut to the chase. He said, come out of this man, you evil spirit. What is your name? And like something out of the movies, the man said, my name is Legion, for we are many. Come on, man, what? I remember I was in Bosnia one time, and uh, uh, we had an uh, encounter with demons, and there was a, a woman, uh, uh, and we were casting demons out of this woman. And, and I remember I looked at her, and, and as I'm pleading, you know, declaring uh, uh, the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus and the authority of Jesus, this woman looked at me and a male, a man's voice came out of her mouth and said, I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're not. And so, so, but I mean, I could just imagine, like he said, my name is Legion for we are many. And she was, she was like, well, yeah, whatever. And, and so they said, the demons were like, okay, well, can you please don't just... There's a herd of swine over there. Can you allow us, Jesus, to go into that herd of swine? And Jesus said, okay, go. And, and, and the demons left the man, went into the herd of swine, and then all the, the pigs ran down a hill and went into the water and drowned themselves. And there were 2,000 pigs. Think about that for a minute. That gives you an idea of how many demons were inside the man, at least 2,000. So there were 2,000 pigs and 2,000 pigs killed themselves, demon-possessed, and that all of that stuff 
was inside of this one man. And after Jesus ministered to the man, and after he was clothed in his right mind, and Jesus like, all right, I got to go. <laughs> it's like, I'm done. I came over here just for you, buddy. All right, good looking out. You know, peace. And so, and, and he was like, no, no, I want to go with you. Jesus said, no, nah, no, nah, you can't go with me. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to go tell your family and tell your friends what you encountered today, what the Lord did to you. Tell them how good the Lord was to you today. Come on, man. Tell them about the goodness of God. Tell them about how God went out of his way to send a team to get into a boat, to endure a storm, to come over here just to heal you. And say, tell them about the goodness of God. And the Bible says that the man left and went to 10 towns, say 10 towns. He went to 10 towns telling everybody everywhere what Jesus had done for him. Now, so what does this mean for you today? On this Friday morning, I have a lot to share with you. Let me try to get through this stuff. This is going to be good. Y'all ready? Oh, this is good. Say, uh, say this is good. All right, here we go. Number one, the devil and his demons are real. Now we have a real enemy. Now this is not to diminish God in any way, but it's foolish to think that we don't have an enemy. We have a real enemy. Jesus encountered many demons and demonic forces. And as he did it with the man in the text in the land of Gad of the Gadarenes. And, and this is just a reminder. This man, Jesus encountered a whole legion of demons. It's just a reminder of the spiritual realm. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. The demons in the story were not figments of the man's imagination. No, this really happened, right? This is not a fictional character in a novel. This really happened. This is not a movie on Netflix. This really happened, right? That, that real demons possessed a real man and a real God showed up to deliver him. Come on, now there's nothing that God can't do. For whatever reason, I run into people all the time that say stuff like, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't believe in the devil. Uh, I don't believe in demons. I don't believe in hell. Well, you know, I believe in God and stuff, but you know, I, don't, I, don't, I, just, I just don't believe in that stuff. I don't know what Bible you're reading. I mean, what are you talking about? You don't believe. I mean, I'm not saying that I have confidence in Satan or devils or demons, but I'm not dumb enough to believe that they're not real. I mean, come on, this is crazy. Like the, the good news is that the power of light has power over the power of darkness, right? The kingdom of God is stronger than the kingdom of Satan, but it would be foolish of, uh, of you to think that there's no kingdom of Satan. The Bible teaches us in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11, we must not be ignorant of the devil's devices or his schemes. We must not be ignorant. We must understand the enemy in order to experience victory over the enemy. But if you ignore the enemy like there's no devil, like he doesn't exist, then you are convincing yourself that he doesn't exist and you're setting yourself up for failure. I don't know what Bible you're reading. So acknowledging that there's a devil, acknowledging that there's demonic influence, acknowledging that there's a kingdom of darkness, acknowledging that we have an enemy doesn't mean that we're that we're worshiping him or or putting confidence in him. We're just acknowledging because it would be dumb not to. You got it? All right, number two. God will go to great lengths to meet you where you are. I love this point right here. I'm gonna I'm gonna labor in this point. God will go to great lengths to meet you where you are. Now, I've already shared the context. Let me just kind of give you a quick recap. I want to tell you again. So Jesus had been teaching all day. Jesus taught all of these parables, parable of the lampstand, parable of the seed, parable of the mustard seed, parable of, of the sower, all of this stuff. He's teaching parables. And it seems like just all of a sudden, boom, he was prompted. The text says he got into a boat and he told his disciples, come on, guys, let's go. Let's get into the boat. We're going to the other side. And they left the crowd just like that. 
And so he was just prompted. Like It's like the Holy Ghost just called him away. And the crowd stayed there and they waited. And Jesus went, left the crowd, went to the other side, of course, endured the storm, and then did this thing, cast a legion of demons out, got back into the boat, went back to the other side, and the crowd was still waiting on him. And, and when we get to the next miracle, we're going to deal with Jairus, Jairus' daughter, and the woman with the issue of blood. All of that happened there. But here you have Jesus being prompted by the Holy Ghost to just go to the other side. And, and so, of course, he encountered the storm and all of that stuff. But here's my point. My point is that God interrupted Jesus's day. God, the Father, interrupted Jesus's ministry to seemingly take a detour, take his whole team on a boat to the other side. Jesus was already tired. He had to take a nap and then encountered a storm, you know, spoke to the storm, got over there. And then there was still ministry waiting for him back with the crowd on the other side. But God went out of, did all of that for what? For one man. I'm saying God will go out of his way for one man, for one woman, for me, for you. The father sent Jesus on a detour just for one man to do one thing. God will send people to go out of their way. I'm telling you, God will interrupt somebody's day to go out of their way to bless you. God will raise up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. God will prompt somebody to go out of their way to open a door for you that no man can close. God will prompt somebody to go out of their way. I'm saying this is how much God loves us. God will track you down. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. I remember reading about Smith Wigglesworth. If you don't know who that is, Google him. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth was a man that lived hundreds of years ago, but he was mighty, led by the Holy Ghost in all things. And back then, they didn't have modern transportation. And so Smith Wigglesworth, uh, uh, I remember reading, he was just, the Holy Ghost prompted him one morning and he got up and, and the Holy Ghost led him to go to another town. And so he had to take a train. He had to take like, you know, back then that, that kind of transportation, go out of his way, it took him hours to get to the other town. When he got to the other town, the, the Holy Ghost was like, sit right here at this park. And he sits at the park and then somebody shows up at the park and the Holy Ghost is like, that's the other person that, you know, I sent you here just for this person. He talks to that person, ministers to that person, prays for that person. And then the Holy Ghost says, now you can go home. And so he has to get back on the, you know, go all the way back. I'm telling you, God will go out of his way. God will go send somebody to have to go on a detour to bless you. God interrupted Jesus's day to go all the way to the land of Gad to minister to one man in the land of Gad of the Gadarenes who was possessed with a legion of demons. That's the kind of love and compassion that God has for us. Put this in the chat. Say, Lord, I thank you for your love for me. Put it in the chat. Say, Lord, I thank you for your compassion for me. That's the type of compassion that God has for us. Say amen to that. All right. Number three, no power compares to the power of God. Come on. No, there's no God like our God because there's no God but our God. Our God sits on the circle of the earth. He has all power. Yes, he, he knows all things. There's no God, no power can compare to the power of God. A legion of demons was no match for Jesus. 2,000, Jesus just stood there and said, go. And 2,000 demons went into 2,000 uh, swine. And, and so just like that, don't ever forget. Don't ever let the devil trick you into thinking that it's a fair fight. Put it in the chat. Say, it's not a fair fight. 
No, 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 no. As long as God is on me, in me, with me, and for me, as long as I'm covered by the blood of Jesus, as long as I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, no, no, it's not a fair fight. No, no, the, the, the kingdom of darkness has no power over me. Nothing shall by in any means harm me. Nothing, right? That is not a fair fight. Listen, the power of God is on us. The power of God is in us. The power of darkness is no match for the power of God. And the church said, amen. It's not a fair fight. All right, number four, the power of Jesus or the power that Jesus operated in has been given to you. So it's one thing to say that Jesus had power. It's another thing to say that that power has been given to me. Put this in the chat. Say, I have been deputized. Oh, glory to God. You got to know that you have been deputized. God gave you the badge and the gun. I'm going to explain. So one time Jesus calls the uh, the followers, the disciples together. Remember, remember Jesus had the crowd, the 5,000. Jesus had the 70. That was another group. Jesus had the 12. And then Jesus had the three. One time Jesus sent out the 70. The Bible actually says it was 72. So he sent out 72 people and he gave them the power over the power of darkness. And he says, you go, you cast out demons, right? You lay hands on lepers. You know, this, I'm sending you to go do what I've been doing. He sent them out. And when they came back, this is what they said. This was the testimony. Lord, even demons obeyed us when we used your name. It wasn't that the demons were afraid of us, but the demons had no power over your name. We have been deputized and authorized to operate in your name. So even demons obeyed us when we use your name. Put this in the chat. Say there's power in the name of Jesus. Come on, man. There is power in the name of Jesus. Jesus answered the crowd. This is Luke 10 verses 17 through 20. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Satan fell just like that, like lightning. And so he says, Satan is the enemy, but I want you to know that I have given you more power than what he has. Come on now. Jesus has given us more power than what Satan has. He says, I have given you the power to crush his snakes and his scorpions under your feet. Nothing will hurt you. And even spirits have to obey you. Why? Because I have given you the power to operate in my name. The story of Jesus delivering these demons, I, I want you to know that you have been deputized. You have been empowered. Listen, when we when we take, a, um, let's say, an authority, uh, an officer in the police force, we got to give them two things. We give them the badge and we give them the gun. And so, so the badge means you have the authority. The gun means you have the power. You know what I'm saying? And so, so God has given us, come on, put this in the chat. Say, I have the power and the authority. And so, so the authority for me, my badge is the name of Jesus. So Jesus has deputized me and I have the authority to operate in his name on this planet. So I have the badge, the name of Jesus. I have the gun. That's the Holy Ghost. And so God has given me the power and God has given me the authority and nothing shall by in any means harm you. Listen, you don't have to be afraid. Look at me. Let me tell you something. No hex, no vex, no curse, no spell, no work of witchcraft or sorcery, a psychic or none of that. Witches and warlocks have no power over you. Listen, the power of darkness has no power over you. You have been given the authority. You have been given the power. You have the badge and you have the gun. It's time for you and I to go out there and operate in the name of Jesus. Say there's power in the name of Jesus. I feel like preaching this morning, y'all. It's Friday morning. Let's, let's close this week out strong. Number five, the transforming power of Jesus. Uh, listen, you got to think about how Jesus can change anyone, anywhere. Jesus went to a man. Think about this story for a minute. Jesus went to a man. He was demon possessed. He had a whole legion of demons inside of him. 
and nobody in the town could do anything. And whenever a whole group of men would try to come together and hold them down and put chains on them, you would break the chains. And so Jesus came to this man and delivered him. But you know what I love? I mean, so even though doctors couldn't help this man, psychologists couldn't help this man, Jesus could help this man. But let me say something that religious people don't like. You know what religious people do in this kind of situation? Religious people want to know, hey, what did you do to open the door to demonic influence? What have you been doing to open the door to Satan? Why are you demon possessed? Why are you in this situation? What did you do? See, that's what religious people do. Jesus, Jesus was not saying, hey, let me talk to you about your past. Jesus wasn't saying, hey, when did you open the door to Satan? Jesus wasn't saying, hey, how did 2,000 demons get inside of you, buddy? Jesus wasn't saying none of that. Jesus didn't even care. I'm saying like we serve a God that can transform anyone anywhere. We serve a God that will come to you and he's not going to say this. Say, I, I refuse to judge my future by my past. Put that in the chat. I will not judge my future by my past. Jesus is not holding your past against you. Jesus, listen, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how much sin you think you've done. Listen, at the end of the day, you are not outside of God's reach because God doesn't even care what you did. God loves you with an everlasting love. God has has mercy and compassion for you. Jesus died for everyone everywhere. And so you got to just open up your heart to Jesus and the power of God will transform you. This man was transformed so much so that he went and told everyone everywhere. This is my last point for today. Number six, you got to go tell your story. Put it in the chat. Say, I will tell my story. Come on now. We got to tell our story. So this is what the man did after he was delivered from a legion of demons, after he wanted to go, to go with Jesus. And Jesus said, no, you can't go with me. You have to go. But tell you what, go tell people the goodness of God has come to you today. Tell people that that the power of God visited you today. Tell people about the goodness of God towards you. He went into 10 towns and told everyone everywhere. Let me tell you something. You have a story to tell. You, you, and I don't care. Look at me for a minute. I don't care if you don't have a title. You may not be a pastor. You may, may not be part of the five-fold ministry. You may never wear a clergy collar. You may never stand behind a pulpit, but doggone it, you got a story. Yeah, like you, you, you may never, you, you may never be one of those people that is like, you know, well, I'm gonna do this in church. Listen, you have a story to tell. The man just went out there and he went to 10 different towns and he told this story. I want you to lift up your voice and say, I will tell my story. You have a story to tell. What you don't want to do is keep your mouth shut. You want to let people know, hey, listen, I, I don't, I don't. I don't know a lot of scripture. Uh, I don't know this. I don't know that. But let me tell you something. I, I, I know that what God did for me. Remember the, the man that was blind and Jesus healed him? And it was like, well, what happened? He was like, well, I was blind. Now I see. <laughs> it's like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How, how did he do this? What was his name? Dude, look, I don't know, man. I, I, don't be asking me a bunch of questions. This is what I know. I once was blind and now I see. All you need to do is tell your story. And as you tell your story, you will glorify the name of Jesus. Say Amen to that. Say this, say, I'm going to tell my story and I'm going to tell it everywhere I go. I felt like preaching this morning, y'all, flat out. I just felt like preaching. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. This has been good, y'all. been good to me. Say this, say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. As I study the miracles of Jesus, my faith is on fire. I will experience your supernatural power like never before. There is no power like your power. Nothing and no one compares to you. You have all power, all authority, and all dominion. Jesus overcame 
Now I can overcome. I have been given the authority to operate in the name of Jesus. I have been given the power of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, no devil, no demon, and no demonic influence has any power over me. I plead the blood of Jesus over my family today. And I give myself to you, Father, to be used of you to change the world. I enter this day with divine authority, supernatural power, and fearless confidence. I am not ashamed of what you've done for me. And I will tell my story everywhere I go. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. On Monday, I might have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, I want you to go to todaysword.org. If you're not getting my notes, you get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, this Friday, I don't mention this all the time, but I'm going to mention it now. If you're not a partner with our ministry and you and you want to be, every day when my outro tells you a little bit about our ministry, but if you want to partner with what we're doing in the Dominican Republic or you just want to partner with our ministry, you want to be a partaker of the grace that is upon Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries, go to ripministries.org. Click donate and become a partner with us. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was, was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed weekend. The best is yet to come for you. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.